and she left. She walked out. She went, that's the final straw. Yeah. You won't even give me the butter it? that I require. I've, and then he he shouted like, and you, we said for better or for worse. She goes, not this bad. No. <laughs> we said for butter or for worse. And for worse. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another very special episode of I Love the Dad. Very special, not only because we're joined, as always, by my one, my only, Shane W. Brennan. Hello, Shane. Hello. Uh, we're also joined by the legendary Steve Cummins, comedian and co-founder of ZoomParty.e. Steve, welcome to the podcast. I am fizzy to be here. I'm really fizzy. I think that's a first. That's a first, yeah. And it's also a first. a first. Aaron definitely mispronounced the name of the podcast. He said, I love the ad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've only, Steve only, has only brought one ad for us to show today. Yeah. So we're going to love, love that the ad. ad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, it's great to have you on the, 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 the podcast. Um, you're, you're no stranger to the world of advertising, but you're, you're kind of plausible deniability. You're just outside of it where you're, you're in it on voiceover artists and kind of working with a lot of corporates and stuff like that so what's it like when you when you kind of look into the world of advertising from afar is it a shit show or do you do you love ads or or, or what's your opinion on it i tell you i i you i've always loved a good ad i mean let's face it who doesn't who doesn't look forward to the super bowl and all the super bowl ads and things like that where people really put the effort in however and i'm going to be the first one to swear on the podcast the fucking rte player if you try and watch anything on the rte player and it just goes oh did you accidentally fart near your remote control? Let's put three or four non, non-skippable ads to go through. And while we're on the subject of ads, YouTube, I don't care how many ads you put on. You could stick 20 ads before every video, and I will not sign up for YouTube Premium. There you go. Yeah. We'd like to thank no, our new sponsors, you YouTube um, we'll uh, we'll leave it there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> no, you're de- you're dead fucking right. Um, we've, yeah. we've we've literally the last four episodes we've really been shouting on about YouTube. YouTube's been getting a battering. Um, but yeah, they they break your heart like the non skippable. Give, give me skippables, right? You can get your five seconds out of me. Yeah, I'll be happy. I actually appreciate you. I'm like, you know what? I might buy whatever that is. Can't you're giving me an out. <laughs> Thank you. I'm the same. I feel a yeah. genuine warmth towards any yeah. advertiser if they give me the chance to skip their ad. I was thinking they're missing a trick, though, because when you consider they have that five seconds and most mm. ads don't even get into their stride by that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you could, if you were clever, like, I mean, you're supposed to be one of the madmen or whatever. You should be able to come up with some fantastic hook in that five seconds. That means I either A, I don't want to skip it, or B, make a five second ad. Can you imagine a yeah. perfect five second ad with they, explosions and, and, and there are uh, there are some versions we've talked about on this podcast. I'll actually send you on a Geico one, which is an unbelievable one. Yeah. We talked about it not too long ago. It's done perfectly. You'll watch it and go, Yeah, that's that's what should happen. And I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. It's just you'd love people to prioritize YouTube more. So when they're doing their creative, they're like thinking about skipping yeah. five seconds as opposed to just putting a TV ad on YouTube, which is fucking pointless. Absolutely. Um, but then sometimes they're just stuck. They have to because they've no budget left and they need to go on YouTube. <laughs> or as, as a lot of people, they're just trying to get through their Tuesday. They're just trying to get TV, through their Tuesday. TV ad and just, just, just lash, lash it up there, lads, and get the impression. Stay with them. Yeah. Yeah. They could be showing everything. Yeah. <laughs> 
do something. It'd be grand. It'd be grand. Uh, fajitas for lunch, is it? Oh, mm-hmm. grand. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fajitas for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, think. Captain of the Middle Classes. How are you? Uh, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, you'd know he works from home. He's got the fajitas fucking now. I have a slow roast on now for, for lunch. I'm going to I'm gonna have to, to shoot the off. Mexican to... housekeeper is, is, is getting his lunch together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve, uh, you're 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 well known in in the corporate circles, especially like maybe Zoom party. Uh, you know that the, in the in the height of COVID would have helped uh, in terms of you're a great solution, uh, hosting hosting uh, parties and entertainment and comedian gig, comedy gigs. And I think I read over seven hundred gigs in ninety three countries, countries. Uh, o- over the period, which is mind boggling. Uh, volume and exhausting as well. Like Christmas, Christmases were insane. Like I had, I had about three or four days in December 2020 and December 2021 where I was doing like 10, 11 hours of performance nonstop. Like I'd start at 11 o'clock in the morning and I'd finish at nine o'clock at night. And some of them, I literally would buy everybody and click straight into the next Zoom. I don't know how I met. And I was shattered after. The mad part was uh, I had this idea. The reason Zoom Party kind of took off is I was given full creative control for the first time in my life. It was like, Steve, you come up because my business partner, Sean, he's the the, the details guy and the, you know, the grown up, as I call it. But he has no creative. He doesn't care about the creative side. He goes, that's me. So I was able to come up with anything. But one idea I had was, and it was a clever idea, it was for these Christmas parties. I said, we're going to record a music video at the end. So what I did was I said, I'm going to play. It was the song we picked was Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. We had it put Bang through it. everyone's speakers and I had everyone on their screens. And I said, just just lip sync along and start dancing to it. That's all you got to do. And just do it. Forget this cameras are there and yada, yada. And then my tech would flash different people up onto the screen. And so we got people just popping away and doing that. And then after the event, he would take the mute, the proper music bed, put it underneath and we'd send it back to the client as a music video. And it was brilliant and it worked really well. However, I did so many of them, and this is not even a word of a lie, for at least three weeks after Christmas, after we'd stopped everything, every time I closed my eyes, I heard Mariah fucking Carey going, ah, don't want, and it literally the worst of the earworms you could possibly have. So it, it was up and down. So yeah, the Zoom stuff was great, and I could, like, I come up with a stupid idea. And we just go for it, and it would always went. They always seem to work. Like I had an idea. I did it actually with uh, with your friends, and um, it was I had an idea for a murder mystery, except nobody gets killed, and to do it on Zoom. And what I did was there was basically the idea was there was a prankster at work in the office for the last six months, just always messing around. Nobody knew who it was, but last night he went too far, and he uh, he there was somebody who's been working there for twenty years. They're going away party today, but the prankster broke into the canteen and wrecked the party. Um, Put, uncorked all the Prosecco, took a bite out of all the cookies and put a perfect arse print in the cake. So now I'm Steve from HR, right? And I had two other actors who came on <clears> and they were give, they had their roles. One was Tom, the security guard, and one was Fidelma, the office gossip. And then I gave five roles to people on the call. One was, you're, you're Joe, you worked there for years, you never liked anyone there anyway. And you just let people, we kind of just acted it out. And they just mm-hmm. off the top of our heads, it went down so well because it was just such a you give people an opportunity to to shine, especially in an office environment. They just go for it. They were brilliant. And of course, everyone else was now, investigators. No. Did it did it get a bit spicy now where some people you might have given roles to got some stuff off their chest that they probably shouldn't have got off their chest oh, at a Christmas you, party? Oh, did you say it? There was one woman I gave her the role of uh, office manager. 
And basically, she has no respect for the people. So she was given out to everybody. But very quickly, you could see that she was no longer just making stuff up off the back. <laughs> and Brian, don't even get me started about Brian. And you're kind of go, okay, yeah. lovely. Let's... Uh, let's Two-hour lunch, Brian. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> there was one, and it, it, it was revealed that one guy who cycles to work every day puts his socks up on the radiator when he comes in. Like that's, I, that's unforgivable. That's a, that's a hanging offence in any man's, in many man's. Might as well microwave some fish. Fish, exactly. yeah. yeah like away your socks, either or. Which probably, oh, Jesus. but can you imagine being that guy? You're already a psychist, and then on top of that, you're, you're a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He deserved to get called out by absolutely. Uh, but weirdly enough, the um, the the first one we did was for, uh, and it was quite quite global because there was people logging in from Boston and Paris and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And randomly, uh, we picked the guy we picked to play Joe, the the the, the victim of the crime was actually the CFO. So super, super senior guy, American. I've never seen anyone take to a role as well as he did. First question, he goes, Steve, can we measure everyone's ass to make sure that we can find it? Like we need to measure the cake and then measure everybody's ass. And I was like, and because he was so great and because he was so senior, everyone was like, oh hell, I'm going to raise my game. So it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, that, that's last. But yeah, and, it's uh, great fun. I'm, basically, I'm brilliant at what I do. And it, you've you've you were so brilliant. You got into seven hundred uh, different brands, different kind of companies. Ah, some of the biggest in the world, yeah. And like, are they all like? Did you did you? I know you're coming in for a very specific role, but like, the brands as they as they might be seen in the public eye uh, for for someone who's not brought in for a job like that, and then kind of the way they act as a company when you're dealing with them in that more kind of lighthearted manner. Do do they, they kind of feel like the same brand, or is it just are, are they kind of is there a disconnect between what you see in their ads versus the actually kind of people that they are when they're letting their hair down a little bit? I think because one thing that happened was you got to remember this was during lockdown as well, so a lot of people were in their homes. And the great thing about people being in their homes is a lot of the companies were sending out uh, you know like cocktail boxes and cocktail kits, but people are in their homes. They're surrounded by everyone and everything they love, and you're a completely different person when you're at home than you are at work. So. Mm-hmm. My job was to relax people early into the call, into the into the event, whatever we were doing. And then they'd almost forget. But to answer your question about, like, you could have, say, someone, like, a load of people from Microsoft or Google or whatever, you know, and, you know, these are the best of the best in tech and everything else. Um, but then you got them in their own home and they just become themselves and they'd relax. Mm. I used to do a thing called the 10 seconds talent. I would finish my game show. And every time I would be say in a sales call chatting to say the hr people or whatever about booking it they go no one's going to want to do this and i go trust me they will they just it always works and what it was was i'd say at the very end you're going to get randomly flashed in front of me you have 10 seconds to wow me in any way make shape or form now maybe maybe you're i had this big preamble right but basically what i'd say to people is you can sing if you want you can play a musical instrument you can do a magic trick maybe you've got a hobby that you like like painting or coloring or or baking or photography show us the results of that if you have a fur baby show us your pet and what happened was people were like i really want to show something i want to showcase something about me and what happened everybody would learn like so and so is an incredible singer we had one woman she's the head of the merchants risk council every penny that's moved on earth online they're they're in charge of making sure there's no fraud on so you'd have the cia on these calls and the fbi as well as you know every major bank see for the 10 second talent she, she turns out years ago, she was a, a soprano 
opera singer. And you know that one? No, I won't even come close. But you know that piece of music that goes, oh, 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 oh. it's a bit tricky. She just comes on the screen and then she goes, I'll sing for you. And she did this and we're all just like, like it was unbelievable. <laughs> so, so yeah, so the thing is, it, I think companies and, and big corporate businesses are one thing. They're kind of almost um, an entity on their own. And then their mm. people are just people. And everybody... Like I, I, the one thing I kept saying to people was, if you give people the opportunity and the environment to shine, they will, and they really did. Like we used to record our events, and I could play you hours and hours of amazing footage of people just being themselves and doing incredible. Things. We had, we had a live duck on our screen. It was a callback to a game that I had, and this woman, obviously they were in a farm, sent her teenage son out, and the next thing it gets flat because I, I don't control the technology. I have someone who does that, so I just perform. Suddenly on the screen giant big yellow flippers big white live duck and you're gone when are you gonna when are you gonna miss that with one woman who sent her son out to do a backflip on a trampoline for us and she carried the laptop out and as she was walking out uh there was her other son was on the couch with a broken leg and i went oh my god what happened to him she said he fell off the trampoline (laughs) (laughs) you're literally risking your other child just to show something it's great but there. There is there is something nice though in that the fact that you're all these different brands that you're in and 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 the sheer volume of them at the end of the day you're speaking to people and it's the same with ads you're just actually you're speaking to to real people they're not just consumers or customers Absolutely. they're they're just they're just they're just Joe Soap that no matter what they do uh, they have to go to a toilet once a day and they just have to do their job well, uh, once, a day. once a day <laughs> once a day well, you know the, the poopies maybe at least once a day you what know, have we just descended into well, you know what? I, just, I was just about to compliment you so much Aaron on bringing it back to ads and then yeah. your <laughs> bizarre toileting habits come and take off oh, so I fucked it I fucked it up I fucked it up it, it, it was it was it's that old saying it was trying to do a, a take on that old saying that you know even the Queen of England well now it's the King of England has to take a shit once well, a day now, so now you're, you're pledging allegiance to the king yeah. what is where is this podcast going <laughs> yeah, what is this is suddenly some royalist should we should we stand every time you mention the king's poop i, I think so. steve you brought wants. three lovely ads uh, there t- <laughs> <laughs> seamless link uh, there aaron seamless exactly exactly bit of a shit link oh there he is you see there and you dragged it right Sorry. back down to the gutter oh god now we, we we must get into the ads so steve what kind of ads do you have you brought first today and then can you introduce the, the first one we're going to look at i first? obviously uh i'm 52 years of age i know i look a bit of age don't go on about it but so my ads are from back in the day ones that really spoke to me even back then um so there's three of them and the three of them are old but the, the first one what happened was this was one of these examples of a company coming up with a brilliant marketing idea that massively backfired, right? Now, maybe it just backfired in my eyes, but I remember it backfiring quite heavily. For about a month before this ad was aired on RTE television, a, they, a single, just a screen would come up and it said, Big Ed loves Mona and a love heart. It was like written in chalk. Big Ed loves Mona. Now, at this time, this would be very early 80s, right? And everyone's going, oh, my God, is this someone rich who loves Mona and he's giving an, and he's doing this? Nobody knew. Everybody. It was one of those water cooler moments. Everybody was talking about it. I was in school at the time. We're all going, what's this about? What's this about? What's this about? Next thing you know, about four or five weeks later, ladies and gentlemen, the big reveal, the Big Ed loves Mona ad campaign is going to be revealed Sunday night after Glen Rowe, right? Everyone around the country settled down to watch this. 
From the new Mona range of dairy products, you gotta gotta get the fruity goodness of Mona yogurt. Mona, it's more than just yogurt. And that was met with blank faces as around the country. Nation, as a nation, everyone went, for fuck's sake. Fuck's sake. Fucking <laughs> yogurt. By the way, have you ever eaten Mona yogurt? No. Never even heard of Mona That's yogurt. That's why do you think that is? Because of that stupid friggin' ad. They shot themselves so badly in the foot with that. Because we were so... Like, this was at a time when, for example, this was at the same time when the Who Shot J.R.? was going around mm. where literally there was certain things that were the entire zeitgeist was was obsessed with certain things. Ireland was obsessed with who the hell Big Ed is and who the hell Mona is. And the next thing you know, you had that. Now, as an ad for back then, it was really, I mean, this cartoon, it's very well done. But we're, and we're still, here comes Big Ed running down the streets. Like, I still remember the bloody song. And then they open the fucking fridge. <laughs> it's like the new range of Mona <laughs> yogurt. And of course, they were trying to take on Yopley, trying to take on the big boys. Mm. But it was just such, I, to me, it was, the, it was the first time I ever saw a true corporate backfire. And it's always, it's always stuck in my head ever since. Because it would be so and nicer. Say, we all imagine much cooler things for big animals. And would there, would, would that be, would, would RT2 have been uh, on at that stage or was it just RT1? It, I think it would have been RT2 was just out. Yeah, because RT2 came in in the late 70s. Okay. Because I remember. So you still only two channels. Still, oh, still only two channels. Like this was yeah. everybody, especially down the country. I know in Dublin there was, uh, you know, the dubs had like four or five channels because they could get some of the BBC ones. But down, down in Limerick, not at all. And it was literally everybody talking about it for weeks. And you're thinking, you know, because my head, it was some guy madly in love with this woman and has gone, mm -hmm. I'm going to pay a thousand quid or whatever it would have been at the time for a very, mm -hmm. it was only a split second on the screen. Well, not a split second, but it was Big Ed Loves Mona. That would just come up on the screen. I'm trying, I don't think there was a VO for it. I think that might, I don't know, I can't remember. But I, everyone thinking this is the ad. Because it's only like two or three seconds left. I do, I do love those, those 80s ads, which where they're literally just still images for five seconds. Yeah. Uh, and like there, there, there's something that the app, there's a show that the app match uh, lads did there about seven or eight years ago where it was, it was set in the 80s, but they would punctuate the actual show with an ad break, but an ad break from the 80s and they recreated loads of those ads and I'm, I'm pretty sure some of them must be authentic, but it, they just look mental, but also they'd be great now because people, they're so, they're so different. Um, they're, they they recreated well they they kind of put themselves into a TV TV license scrounger uh, one where it was an ad from the eighties but then they they kind of green screened themselves in as certain characters uh, but it's just like that the ads back then are are completely different kettle, kettle of fish like even the style and everything and and that one the animation on that is it it's very maybe it's actually to do with the the big Ed Loves Mona do you think do you think they're kind of leaning into Greece? When, when did Greece come out in that kind of it, American style VO, the jackets? It definitely had that look like it was, because you've got to remember, this is the early 80s and all we did was look across the pond in America and aspire to be everything American, right? We Everybody wanted, you know, the, the you wanted the Super Nintendo, you wanted the Corvette sports car, you wanted the, the bleach blonde tips and you wanted the 
incredibly bright colored shirts and jackets and all that. And that's very much indicative in that act. It's very much. Yeah. And um, the fact it was, it's, it's kind of pencilly drawing as well. I don't know if that was just the technology at the time. I mean, probably that was the best. That was the height of animation, maybe. But uh, it was good. And like even the song, I see you. I see your point about grief. Sorry. <laughs> Forgive me. Um, yeah, it's um, it was just as I said. It was a it was a spectacular backfire. And I love like who doesn't who doesn't love to see someone like I love even today when you see say a really bad tagline or something in an ad and you go. There was a committee. There were people who sat around in a room and discussed this and decided and went, that's the winner. That's what we're going to do. But you, but you know what more than likely happened, Steve, is it's that it's that tagline because of the committee. What's, yeah. what's that, that old phrase, a horse designed by committee is a camel? Yeah. Do you know? So it's it's like there was a there was a clear creative route and then it gets chipped away a little bit and then chipped away a little bit and then suddenly you have something unrecognizable from, that goes from back, what was first proposed. That goes back to what I was saying about having full creative control when it came to doing the Zoom stuff. Uh, because nobody else was wanted to put their spoke in, I got to just hide a vision in my head and we got to realize that vision and it worked. Mm. Absolutely. If I had two or three more people going in, because you will, people talk each other other things all the time or, or go, we really should do this. Or maybe there was just one big boss. You know, some guy, I like to picture him, you know, big fat dude, a big cigar going, I don't know ads, but I know what I like. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. That sort of guy, which could well be. Could be. You'd hope. That's the dream. I was um, just trying to do some right. searching there to see who the creative agency was and to see if they're still around um, so we could figure it out, but I can't get anything. I thought you were going to say, so we can yeah. ring them up and just go. Yeah, you know, we'd probably, we'd probably know them if they were around. <laughs> we'd be like, so have you got the original prints of this? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, I think, I think you're right around that eighties kind of, I think looking across the pond is tapped into it. It's around big Ed chasing an old Colleen, um, tipping it up that way. But yeah, just to, to, to have everyone's eyeballs and then to just give them that yeah. is kind of like good strategy, bad execution. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like you had an opportunity to actually make a splash there, and you fucking missed the landing. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the saddest thing about it. You know, you could have just done something a bit more, just a bit more oomph. And it I'd say could... that's where the committee came in and kind of fucked up the the the, the end product. I'd say a little it, bit it could have been this. one guy came up with the big Ed loves Mona bit, and then was caught embezzling funds and got fired. And then everyone else took over, and that's why it's a, it's such a perfect two halves of brilliant followed by spectacular. Yeah, allegedly, it's just a disappointment. <laughs> allegedly, yeah, that's it. Although the company went out of business because of what you stole, Brian. Yeah, classic Brian. Two hour lunch, Brian. Classic this is Brian. it all back to Brian. <laughs> all he ever did was eat fajitas every lunchtime. It was really yeah. good. <laughs> now we fish. know what he was doing over those two hours: fajita cooking and embezzling. Fajita funds. cooking and embezzling funds. Uh, Steve, uh, that that's that's an ad I've never even heard of before. Yeah. So thanks very much for for bringing that and a good one to open up with. So, are we going to keep this nostalgic theme going? Yes. Uh, now this next one is is the, uh, is the Kerry Gold one. Is that the one we're going for next? Yes. Yes. Uh, this what I love about this. This first of all, it has a line that lives rent free in my head and has done for what 30, 40 years, and I will use it as a euphemism more times than you could possibly imagine. And it's a famous Kerrygold butter ad. And it's back in the day when there had to be sexual tension in practically every ad, right? Even an ad for butter. And this is, well, you'll see it as it comes up, but it's a farmhouse. And it's 
there's there's suggestive looks there's there's hints of infidelity this ad to me has absolutely everything that you want in a story kind of ad but most importantly I've used the line I'll say it at the end I won't say it now uh, but you'll know so you as soon as you watch the ad you'll go that's what he's talking about and just mad I want you to when we come back from this I want you to have what you, what what sexual act you would use you would use this particular euphemism for but anyway here it is famous Kerry Golda Oh, two good ones. <laughs> Michael, would you ever get us a few potatoes? Those two French lads seem to be enjoying themselves. Allez, François, et les poissons. Hello. There is something I can help. Well, I put a bit of butter on the spots, Andre. Ah, Kerry Gold. You have this in Ireland too? It goes without saying. The best tasting butter in the world. There you have it. Did she say you could put a bit of butter on me spuds? Yeah. She said you could put a bit of butter on the spuds, Andre. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> a bit of butter on the spuds. My brain filled in. <laughs> That's the, the thing I do with I also love the fact that that guy's clearly Irish, right? Is there something I can in? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like they, they just got some Irish lad and went, okay, you got to pretend you're French. Because you can even hear, as they're coming in the door, you hear the word, you hear the name Pierre, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, poisson, right? Because everybody knew <laughs> poisson. We all learned yeah. it in school. Poisson is fish. We got that, right? And even the way you once says potatoes. If you listen, she has, I've never heard any Irish person say the word spuds the way she says. She just goes, um, you give me some potatoes. Like, honestly, the most cultured and refined woman I've yeah. ever in my life. But just the, because you like, because I think, obviously, that's her kid. That's her mother. That's her house. Mm. But they got a couple of French lodgers, and she's looking for a bit of uh, spud buttering. <laughs> so, uh... yeah. <laughs> like, it's that's an interesting framing of what the fuck is going on. Like, and... it's almost like, it feels like the start of one of those housewives romance novels. Everything's just captured, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he's um, always swept an interesting looking, you know, he's got the floppy French is he? hair. So I was going to ask, was that what was good looking in the 80s? Like, I could they not it. have gone, like, real sexy, he's real quite sexy old. Frenchman? He's quite old. Like, he's, Foreign. He's gone on a bit. But he's... He, Exotic. He, he, that's the thing. All you needed was the accent. You know yourself. I mean, if, if, you, if you could go back in time, both of you, go back to the mm-hmm. 80s, if you could walk up to any woman and speak like this... I guarantee you, they just they'd sleep with you on the spot, right there, right guaranteed. Between the, between the broccoli, between the broccoli and the potatoes, they'd be they'd be on the floor. But um, yeah, that was that was the height of eroticism, right there. Do, do you know what I actually loved in that ad? Is is that she gave him a, the kid a bucket to go out and get the spuds? <laughs> like where are they? Is he actually going out to a potato ridge for the spuds? Is he going out to Maybe. the shed? Like I'm guessing he probably was. I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. farmhouse. I mean. They also just caught the fish. Uh, the broccoli looked, I'll be honest, the broccoli looked fairly battered up. <laughs> there was some fairly old broccoli <laughs> at the back of the fridge. But, um, but and the, the perfect loaves of soda bread that the old one has put. Bring, oh. Like, they, it is, it's a beautiful, idyllic image of Ireland. You know, and I, mean, mm. I can imagine, like, you could have that ad anywhere in the world and you'd be going, oh, Ireland's beautiful. Oh, look at the food. Granted, the fish was quite hefty looking, but, you know, it's... Um, and, and it's Kerry Gold Butter. Now, I do like the idea that he goes, oh, you have this in Ireland too? Whereas it's yes. Irish creamery butter right below Kerry Gold, like in huge letters. 
So it's like he's a French man who clearly only he only reads in short bursts or something. But and I I'd love to know if if that was like at the stage where because obviously Kerrygold is all around the world mm. and it's it's really hot, you know, in 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 like. Uh, in in America, North America, in, it's in, taken over. North America, massive. massive. America they talk about but, it, but even even as a uh, back then, were they doing that push internationally at that stage, or was that for the Irish market to make it feel more exotic? That oh, you have a very you have a niche uh, product here on your doorstep because like this is sold in France, uh, or or kind of you know al- aligning it with a it being a a major international product by the international man saying you have do you have you have this here as well or is it, it was it actually being pushed abroad you know they kind of it would be interesting to know what the framing was which came first the the, the butter or the spud yeah <laughs> yeah but that's, a, that's a good question i would imagine i mean first of all now having done um quite a number of events for Kerry group and they were lovely people uh but I mean, that's the butter I buy. It's amazingly good butter, like whatever way you want to look at it. So you can, yeah. and the thing, I think the idea as well, that a French guy with the, you know, French cuisine, especially back then, was considered like best in the world. So to have an endorsement by mm. a Frenchman that's probably true. Yeah, was another point. another element to it. Like it's a very clever act. Uh, and even put a bit of butter on the spuds, Andre. I guarantee you everybody was saying that for, for just walking. Yeah, one one of those lines that just stuck uh, yeah. is, is stuck with. I love the Shane uh, thought my spots though. I love what you heard, Shane. That's what I heard. I heard. I, I heard the question. Butter my spots, <laughs> you <laughs> sexy French fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell ma'am to go to bed. <laughs> tell ma'am ma to take the kid, take the bucket, and get the fuck out of here. Uh, lock the spots. fucking door and leave the butter. <laughs> but Kerry Kerry Gold is one of those uh, products that. One like the packaging there looks exactly the same as the packaging now. Yeah. So like the consistency from back then mm. through to to modern day and globally is fairly uh, admirable in its in its own right. But it is, as you said, it is one of those products that's gorgeous, and it's one of those, it's one of those branded products that you won't compromise on. Uh, you know, as in, if you're getting butter, like I I tried to go um. Uh, own brand butter in the supermarket and i've said it many times in this podcast i'm a big Lidl shopper but even when it's taken out of the wrapper and put into the butter dish in the in the cupboard my wife's been able to spot the difference from, is this is this carry gold no we're not we're not skimping on the carry gold that's not one that's not something that we compromise once again in there's house. there's the notions coming up the fajitas for lunch and the wife can taste the difference <laughs> in the butter Bizarrely, I did a number of ad campaigns for Lidl back in the day. They want they, they want to do these little viral ad campaign things. And I was called in to do one because the guy who was supposed to be doing it just fell out, couldn't do it at the last minute. And they, they bring me to weird places like Mahon Point Shopping Centre in Cork. And we did one and it was, we had five podiums. And on each podium is an egg and there are five eggs, right? And I would randomly bring people, just go, who wants to try and win a 20 euro Lidl voucher? And it is legal for those of you just who want to know, uh, as I was told many times. And I brought, I was wearing this red suit, which, by the way, had been tailor-made for the other guy, who is considerably <laughs> slimmer and better built than I. Just, if you picture vacuum-packed chestnuts frammed into something, that's what I was wearing. But there was a very clever idea for an ad, because I'm like a game show guy, and I go, so what mm-hmm. would happen is, I'm going to go, I'm going to count backwards in three, two, one, and you reach down and you grab your egg, 
four of which are hard-boiled, one of which is raw. And you grab your egg and you smash it off your head. And if you get the raw egg, you win a 20 euro voucher. If you get a hard-boiled egg, you've got a 10 euro voucher. So you can imagine it made for great video, great copy, great, great whatever. And I learned that day what Cork people are willing to do for a feckin' 20 euro Lidl voucher. They would have done anything, anything I asked. If I said, cover yourself in flour and, and honey and then go attack a beehive, they would have done it for a 20 euro voucher. Amazing. It reminds me, uh, have you seen In for a Penny with the Steve, uh, Steve Mulhern? It's kind of those kind of people on the street and the mad shit that they do for like, for a tenor. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, Arts, man. Yeah. Catch, get, catch me on the right day. I'll be the exact same. You, you catch me towards the end of the month. I'm suddenly going, yeah, yeah. What do you want me to do? I'll be right behind you there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's how you earn the money. And I'll just be watching that. Yeah. Um, so the creative agency on that, well, I remember the ho- who took the horse for France was Benton Bowles, which was turned into publicist. Okay. So I assume this the creative agency didn't change that much back then, effectively when you're just having French people in ads with Irish butter. So yeah. I assume that's who would have made that as mm-hmm. well. But uh, And they really leaned into the old sexy French in the butter. That was a really good thought, though, on the French being obviously seen as the pinnacle of cuisine. So yeah. Therefore, if a French person is willing to have the butter, and like we all know, French cooking is just butter, butter and cream. Absolutely. So if they're willing to use it, then it's good enough for you. Then in, in Clonus, <laughs> <laughs> does that look like Clonus? Really? Could have been, could have been Clonusy. Well, I reckon it's actually Foxford where Aaron is, because there's loads of French lads come over and fish in Foxford, don't they? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get salmon, not the trout. There, you get the, that. That's probably in Cavan now or something with the trout with the lakes. Or you were able like to recognize that as a trout. Pardon? You were able to recognize that fish as a trout. I think they said it in the ad. No, they, oh, said, they said poisson. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. <laughs> Maybe. I think it's a trout, though. Yeah, that, that looks No, good. I'm I'm impressed. That's what I'm saying. Well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> it, there, there was no head on the fish. You couldn't even see its face. It's, well, it, it's, it's like osmosis from living in Foxford. Yeah. I, I'm kind of learning what the what the fish are. I just love that just, you, uh, you're that much here. of an expert. You can you show me any part of any fish, and I'll tell you which fish it is. So I think I we've learned about, a lot about Aaron in this podcast. We have lose once a day. He he knows you recognize <laughs> trout from salmon. Uh, what He's else? a royalist. He eats fajitas for lunch. He's beautiful. He, yeah. His wife will not eat Lidl branded butter. That's um, why she left him and chastises him. Yeah, <laughs> chastises him if he if he yeah. puts it in front of her. Like like you know, it's like a cry for help, lad. Like throws the help, plate people. across the kitchen at him. <laughs> no, no, look at him. He's unshaven. She left. She walked out. She went. That's the final straw. Yeah. You won't even oh, give me the it. butter that I require. I... And then he he shouted like, and you, we said for better or for worse. She goes, not this bad. No. He <laughs> said for butter or for worse. Like for where it is. There but, it um, is. All right, we're we're going to have we're going to have to move on quickly from that now. Uh, it's too hurtful. So, <laughs> too hurtful. <laughs> too, too many bad memories. Uh, Steve, what do we have for our third and final our, lad? Our third and final lad was one of the many uh, kind of government information kind of ads, and this mm-hmm. one is about fire safety. But you know, at the time, there was you know they would teach you how to how to drive how to drive drive a car how to how to drive on the road. Which, by the way, I'd love to see some of those come back. You know, like how to do not be in the middle lane of the motorway, those kind of things. But with this ad, this is a perfect example of just men were inept in every ad. Either they were sexy Frenchmen, or they were just useless on every level. Now, this is a long ad. This ad is like two and a half minutes long. Um, 
But it's very good. The acting is great in it. It massively shows you. This is on the cusp of 70s to 80s. So I think it was early 80s, but the furniture and fashions are very much crammed into the 70s on this. But the, the main actor in it is excellent. He does a great job, but also, Christ, he's stupid. Like, just stupid. And even the the peril in it is not perilous. Like, you know the way nowadays, if they were going to do a fire safety ad, there would be huge explosions and, and cars falling off buildings and everything else. Well, when you watch this, you'll see it wasn't... The, the budget did not go to a, to a fire engine waiting outside. But it's very... Yeah. Perfect. Let's have, a, let's have a look. Uh, I could do it a good night's sleep. Don't forget to put the cat out. Yeah, the cat. John. What? Did you put the cat out? Oh, no. Same thing every night, what? Did you put that cat out? Well, you always have to put the cat out. Stupid cat! Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Nice little kitty, kitty. Where's that smell coming from? John, you were lucky, but you cannot depend on luck. After all, it only takes a few minutes to carry out these simple precautions and avoid a possible tragedy. Every night before you go to bed, make it a habit. One, empty all ashtrays. They could contain smoldering cigarettes or cigars. Two, place a spark guard in front of all open fires and see that heaters and cookers are fully turned off. Three, switch off and unplug all electrical equipment. Four, Close all doors. Now, have a good night's sleep. John, huh? did you put the cat out? Oh, no. Not again. For a leaflet about fire dangers in the home, write, call, or phone the Fire Prevention Council. That's a great ad. Wow. Wow. It's long, isn't it? But if you look it at it, it down, it's got, like, it's got humour, it's got... Uh, it's got high fashion. I, I, I mean, the ineptitude of man <laughs> cannot be denied. But even the fact, the final punch. So, so that became another catchphrase. You know, I always feel a great sign of a great ad is, is if people are using it. So, John, did you put the cat out? That was so common. And that's another one that pops into my head every now and again. Or the tongues, the tongues. Right, because the guy is, I mean, bless him. And even the way he's screaming for Mora, who clearly was highly medicated back in the early 80s. Highly medicated. <laughs> I actually don't think there was a cat. Very she quickly. Was, she was hallucinating the cat. I don't think there was a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but it was... Um, I, well, what are your thoughts? On it? I, I, think, I, think it's a, I think it's a crazy... It, I have never, by the way, ever forgotten to put the spark guard up in front of the fire, even if we're going in for dinner. 
in say the kitchen um mm. i won't leave i won't leave the, the room unattended with granted i've been in three house fires in my life one i was right. ready so uh there's another reason for the for the for the over caution but yeah it was a good informative ad also back back in the day everybody had an ashtray smoldering in their house mm. whereas you don't like do you own an ashtray either of you two no one you own one just for one ashtray. One ashtray. Just a fancy, a fancy ashtray. If people come over and need an ashtray, you let them smoke. And it's never used. No. Yeah, because I wouldn't. I wouldn't let. I. 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 love visitors, but no, you're not smoking in my house. You can. No, no, no you did right. It's like to take the fancy one outside. Yeah, yeah, in the rain in Mayo. How fancy is this? Now, is this one of these ones with a push button that spins, or is it like a Waterford crystal? What makes what makes like a, a fancy a cri- ashtray? Aaron? A, cri- a crystal one. A crystal ashtray. Oh, wow. It's the type of murder weapon a cop would never look for these days because no one has ashtrays. Oh, so that? now it's been recorded that there's an ashtray mm-hmm. in Chalky's house. So, you know, we will be testifying. If I, I show listen, you know where to look, lads. Um, you know yeah, so I think it's a good ad. I think it's hard to critique or to even look properly on production from back in that era because of the limitations of which they did struggle with. His his performance, he fucking committed to it anyway. Didn't I give him that. Um, uh, I think it's funny. It's, <laughs> is, is that all we're going to give yeah, it for his that. performance? I'll Just that him, one line. That. Poor man, he's probably still alive. Well, I hope she probably burnt, fire. Probably burnt um, to death by now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> it's 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 more when you watch something like that. I always find it gives you such insight to the generation above you when you were growing up and the shit they used to do. So as a kid, I never saw that ad, but obviously everyone who was in charge of me did because they used to be all about charge of you. Because maybe you'd go to someone's house. And like they'd be the type of house that plugs shit out at night time, and you'd be like, "If we don't do that in our house, you'd be like, why are you, why are you doing this?'" And like, that's obviously where that comes from. And yeah. as well, yeah. he's turning off the lamp, but they don't show him plugging the lamp out from the wall. Yeah. So the ad itself now, you know, in the in their universal rules, you know, what are we meant to do? I always remember that the plug and people going around the night, you'd be staying over in a friend's house, and their parent would be. A person who plugs it out, and you'd be like, "What if I have to get up in the middle of the night and turn like a lamp on? Like, what's what's going on here?" That's obviously where that comes from. You were a very right. nervous child when you weren't in your own home. No, I just unlike Aaron, I piss more than once. <laughs> 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 there, my my dad's one of those who plug out the TV, and really? you, you'd sometimes forget that he does it, and then you sit down, you get comfy, you have the remote in your hand, and, not, and you're like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, it's grand, it's grand." Just leave, leave. That leave would reset day. your skybox now. Like nothing would record at nighttime. But we, everything <laughs> has a surge. Everything is a surge protector now. Whereas back then, yeah. I mean, those like plugs and stuff were held together. Like there were canvas uh, wire uh, coverings on some of the plugs. Mm. Canvas, which you know, traditionally quite flammable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all it takes is even the sun and, and the heat. You know what I mean? There was no regulation of of anything of that. You can see why the fire brigade really went, let's get this done. And then I love the idea. Send off for a leaflet. You know, we're yeah. gonna post you a yeah. leaf like something that you'll probably burn. Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, we keep forgetting that the pre-internet days. You know, nowadays, yeah. oh yeah, you can look up anything, we'll give you whatever you want. This was like, and imagine there were people who did who went, I'm mm. ringing up. Hello, is that mm-hmm. fire safety people? Yes. My name is John So and so. Could you send it down to me? And then children gather round. 
father is going to read us read us uh, from the leaflet of, of protection or whatever. And then off he went. But it's not the fashion there is fabulous. So that that room, can, it's not exactly restful on the eyes, is it? No, no, the pattern no, was it's aggressive. Very staged. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing it reminds me of, I remember, Aaron, what was that um, Frankie brought on, which was the keep your dogs in at nighttime? It was the a cartoon. In, where the dogs turned into wolves and yeah. started. Uh, your man sheep. lets. It's just when he talked about. Years ago, yeah. Yeah, so we talked about that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it rips apart the lambs. And we were like, that. It's obviously that era. Cause what put that in my head was like putting the cat out. I was like, there was something about putting dogs out. Oh, yeah. And then they turn into feral beasts that every <laughs> night. Like... It did. I remember, God, I haven't thought of that in years. Yeah. And it was quite, it was practically American werewolf in London transformation of these. Oh, yeah. yeah. We like here's... looked at it frame by frame. Yeah. Here's nuts. Fluffy the Border Collie. It suddenly turns into this evil yeah, demon. Blood thirsty. <laughs> but by the way apparently now you're up you're you're living out in the bogs there uh Aaron. but it is that, yeah. that does happen i mean if you, you know it does happen dogs yeah. dogs can destroy an entire lambing herd or something yeah there's some there's some dogs that that you just you shouldn't get in the country um oh, and, oh uh, owner not the dog Aaron. you're about to get cancelled here's a bit of controversy here what sort of dog should you not get should you not get Aaron? German Shepherd. German Shepherd. You can't blame the breeds, Chuck. Oh, they'd, be, they'd be the ones that would be, be notorious now that's for the, taking a trip into a field. That's the farmer in you coming out now, not realising uh, there's a whole yeah, sector of people. Ask me the question, people, because I'm the farmer on people this call. now would cancel you for that. Off the top. There are people <laughs> right right now, tweet. <laughs> they're sitting at home watching this, petting a German Shepherd. shepherd. The best behaved yeah. German Shepherd you've ever met. Yeah. This dog could do your taxes for you, and you're yeah. <laughs> anyway you're you're fingering your shotgun erotically, waiting to shoot this poor dog in the face. Do you know? Do and you know this dog happened? has no, two pet don't... lambs as well. <laughs> two pet my lambs that he rescued from thing. a pit bull, which you should yeah. have mentioned. <laughs> yeah, my my misstep in this was answering the question. Yeah, there it is. That seems to be that your was, misstep of all podcasts. There. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 I know we're coming to the end of it, but I'm dialing into this episode now. I'm dialing in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. You're getting nothing else from me, lads. You're getting getting fucking nothing from me. Uh, but uh, Steve, you mentioned the fashion there. His his um his dressing gown. Some people call it a house coat. Is fabulous. Is. I have to say, it is bougie as fuck. It is. Fair play it is it. Hugh Hefner on on <laughs> on acid. Like it's perfect. It's it's that combined with the jet black shoe polish <laughs> hair. Is that that's what the two of them work in sync together? You know he went. Jeez, I gotta touch up. I gotta get the hundred uh, percent. I gotta get the old just 100%. for men out or whatever. Actually, what was the one back then? It was probably probably was boot polish. Probably wasn't just for men. It, 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 it looks yeah. boot polish. It was a little insider treat. Put a bit of flu, uh, um, did, shoe polish on. Did you recognise him? Because I have a feeling I've seen him before. I have that feeling as well, but I don't know. And it's it's the. Oh no, that's, that feels like a a so bit that I'm really familiar with, but I don't know how. He was probably, you know, you know, a bit actor in Glen Row or something or whatever. Mm. He he does look like an old school stage Irish actor. That's exactly. Kinda, Which kinda, is why I think he's on his. His name is. Uh, I'm just uh, hold on. Who's his name? James Caffrey. And he was in like the TV movie of Playboy in the Western World. He was in random things that I've not seen. A lot of TV series, a lot of kind of like one episode. See, that's situations. yeah. I think he's just a really popular character actor back in the day. So 
Mm, we would have yeah. seen him in something. And he has a very expressive face. So I think mm. that's why, you know, so as you were saying, Aaron, when, when you saw him go, uh, when you saw him, oh, the cat, you know, that when he squinches up his face like that, you go, yeah, yeah. Or oh, Jesus, that's that was the yeah. there there is that there is that familiarity. And and can we also talk about uh his missus who uh has very selective hearing. Yeah. So uh yeah, the house is about to burn down, she doesn't give a fuck, she's not even gonna look at him, but as soon as he gets back into bed, she's on his case. Yeah. Did you put the cat out? She's awake for that bit, like do you know what you think, right? That they were having severe relationship problems and it always shows up in the bedroom first. Yeah. And maybe because of the Hugh Hefner coat, he was quite the Lothario. And every time he'd be into bed, he'd be all over like a rash. And instead, she's going, this put the cat out was her her rescuing herself. Do you know what I mean? Go, mm. she, That's yeah. a leap. Yeah, That's a John, leap. did you put the cat we'll go out? With, we'll go with the leap. Yeah, I and think... And then the whole ad is a symbol, or is, is kind of symbolism for infidelity and kind of betrayal. Or and his burning it comes home to... Maybe he got gonorrhea and that's what was burning. You know, maybe he brought it into the Maybe their marriage is burning down. Yeah, maybe that's that what this That's is about. what it is. The whole... Yeah. Fair play to the Irish back government. in the 80s. Fair play. Yeah. Because for... yeah. this was before. This was pre-divorce referendum and everything. Yeah. I mean, you had to stick with it. Whatever. So, yeah. And as you said, they didn't even have a cat. Saddest thing in the world. It was... No. Still, but the Did we actually see a cat or no? The whole time. Did we, we didn't see a cat. No, we didn't see a cat. No. So they couldn't afford a cat. But he does stand on and say, you hear a cat. You hear it. You hear okay. it when he stands on. He goes, "Oh, poor nice kid." I was really I, hoping when he came downstairs, there was going to be like, a, as you said, like at the start, Steve, like a big fire. Not like not, I was like, I was smolder, looking at like, a smoldering rug. Is anything even on fire? And even though, even as a kid, I remember watching it, and I was going, "Take the cushion off the couch before you pour the feckin' water on it." You know what I mean? Even that was stupid. And like, the rug's ruined. And look at the cushion. The cushion. Like, he's just yeah. so bereft. Because that's the thing to be concerned about. But not only that, <laughs> but like, it is it is truly horrible. Like, for him, this moment, the, ru- the rug being ruined is probably the worst thing that's ever happened to him in his life. Even the breakdown of his marriage. Like, this is way worse. Than worse. Yeah. It's worse. It's worse, in fairness. Uh, uh, do you reckon they had to do a fire safety ad like it was obviously done on the cheap. Like Ireland, the Irish government in the eighties, they weren't flush with cash. No. Let's just let's just put it that way. Do you reckon they were spending more on fire brigades, and they were like, "It'd be cheaper if we taught people how not to burn down their houses," <laughs> and did a cheap advertising so campaign just goes, for that? Oh, you mean I should try and prevent fire? That's what? so clever. That's such radical <laughs> forward thinking. Could be. We're living, we're living beyond our means. The amount of mustard in the room, the curtains, his the mustard house coat. Was, yeah, mustard was in in the eighties, man. Like mm. primary colors, like you know, you know the way they they talk about, you know, like certain schools have that kind of beige and pale blue because it keeps you calm, and hospitals have particular colors because it's supposed to be soothing and what have you. What is that supposed to do to your psyche? If you're sitting in there, no wonder he's puffing on cigars and his wife's decayed yeah. off her mind. Well, yellow is this, it represents illness in in film theory, in film color theory. So maybe they're all, maybe none of it happened and they're all just. Maybe they're delusional. already dead. Maybe they're already, they're already this dead. This is all Maura's fever dream. Maura's yeah, lying yeah. in the bed, imagining all. She never married, never married. You know she does have a cat, but the cat died. And this is the final, final end for Maura. And he's. He's actually in purgatory and he's constantly having to put the cat out. He's yeah, on that loop of always having to get into bed and hop straight out. Like in the like That's in the Matrix when Neo was stuck on that plane train platform 
when he yes. moved one way and he'd come back the other. So as soon as he puts the cat out one door, the cat appears in the door behind him. I think, yeah. I think as well, just like Richard Iwadi's, when he did a, a novel talking about a terrible Gwyneth Paltrow film in the 90s, I think we should write a book about this ad. He literally does an essay where he dissects a terrible, shocking romantic comedy from the early 90s. We could easily do, a, I think, an hour-long podcast just kind of dissecting every shot, every choice of colour, every Because <laughs> even the beginning, like, even his, like, oh, I, I need to sleep, like, I wonder yeah. what, like, what sort of day did he have? Who was like, that even for? Who did he say that for? You know, I think Mara was already Mara was up, but like you know, he's chomping on his cigar, but he's exhausted. Like, what? What was he? And he's not like it's not a rich house. You know what I mean? It's not a mansion. It's an average, you know, three bed semi. No fajitas for lunch there. No, not at all. No, no. If Lidl, no, no. if only Lidl existed back then, they maybe would have been able to afford better fire prevention. But uh, you know, so like what's what? But he's job? smoking cigars. He obviously had a bit of he had a bit of coin. Well, yeah, he kept that cigars. from Nixers. He kept that from Nixers himself. That wasn't house money, like back, back pocket. And it was a very golfer's jumper as well. You know, it was yeah. a jumper. That was a good jumper. Is there is there something to read into his? Oh, I'm so tired. I must go to bed. Which is clearly a fake. I must go to bed. Like, you know, is he trying to just like get away from her? And she's in the sitting room. He's just trying to go to bed early. And she's like, Ah, oh, sure, I'll go up with you. No, she went first. She went first. She went first. She? And remember, this is pre-internet, so it wasn't like he was staying up for a bit of self-abuse. No, 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 no. No, God bless him. No, no, no. <laughs> just, just try and burn down the house. That, that was the abuse. Yeah, well, that's exactly. That was exactly. But I love that you were lucky this time, John. You know, it's like, yeah, it's gonna happen. Very again. ominous, John. You know, you know, you play fast and loose with those cigar butts. Do you know what would have been funny as well is if this say if you remove the fire safety element and it's actually just like a home furnishings company going buy a new rug or buy a new <laughs> cushion now that's a, that's an ad I could get behind. Are you the John in your house? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. we've got the rugs we've got for you. you. Covered. Buy them in packs fire of five. Resistant. <laughs> just thought something as well as well. If you notice, because what what his actions were, he takes his his cigar and precariously balances it on a precariously balanced um, ashtray on a cushion. Then he takes some tissue paper. We haven't even unpacked that, and I don't think we should, why he's got no. these random tissues around his feet. And he throws them into the fire. Now, these tissues somehow managed to completely break the laws of physics because they were heavy enough to knock a lump of coal out of the fire perhaps 10 minutes later or five minutes later after he was up. Mm. So, mm. you know, they, 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 I don't think they had... You know the way in, in movies and whatever, they bring in an expert to, to, to give advice... I don't think they brought in someone from the fire department to go. You know, well, <laughs> I just, just rewatched the the ask the cigar falling scene. Yeah, and someone's definitely shaking the cushion to get the cigar to fall. Oh, <laughs> you can, it's like the, it's like there's a little earthquake. It's like, <laughs> but you can see like definitely the AD is like. Unless the cat is the villain in the whole piece. Oh, now, now we are getting oh, to it. That's it. Now we're cooking with gas. The cat, the cat tried to kill John. If you remember, he's walking mm. down the stairs. Next thing you know, cat's trying to trip him. The cat clearly was yeah. the one wobbling the cushion. The yeah. cat probably got the tongs, knocked the because we only see the the it's the frame. Oh. You wouldn't see if there was a little paw. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I and agree. cats notoriously you're... are evil. So then th this ad should really be, they are evil, it should be uh, spay and neuter your cats or just don't get them. 
or put them out at night times with those ravenous wolves and those dogs will take care of them from that other ass (laughs) German shepherds that are around every corner an an Irish 80s ad universe where they all share the same universe rules that would be amazing you Uh, know what that we could Seriously, we could uh, we could we could set up a, a, a side side podcast where we're dissecting proper dissecting, te- given the backstory, the color. We're just seeing the tip of the iceberg with these ads. This is like a Reddit thread, lads, is what we I love the idea now that those rabid wolves tear Big Ed to pieces as he's heading for the fridge for those yogurts. Mm-hmm. That would be a happy oh, ending to me. And I think honestly the nation would have would have would have healed quicker. Would have much preferred. And and that is that's a beautiful way to wrap up <laughs> your selection uh of, of ad Steve uh by by the wolves in the eighties killing uh Big Ed. Uh, <laughs> a very a very eclectic but very enjoyable uh selection of ads there, Steve. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, so I love you know I loved have, actually having to put my mind to it and go, what ads my thing uh, honorable mentions to like we've got to get a gato, got to get a gato cake. <laughs> Basically, all these things. There was a, a weasel's ad. I remember dating a girl, and I went back to her home for the first time to visit to meet the family because mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of serious at that stage. And I was inside. We all had dinner, and then the TV was on, and the weasel's ad came in. It was the first when the first ever weasel's ad. I was like, you put them in here. The weasels go round and round. Weasels or whatever. There was a song to it. Every member of the family sang along to the ad imperfectly and i'm sitting here going okay this is fucking bizarre these are very strange <laughs> i need to get out of here so, and they were country people aaron i hate to say it to you but yeah i love the country ah jeez yeah there's, there's always some there's always some uh steve if uh, is there anything anything going on that you want to want to kind of give a shout out to or if someone wants to get in touch for for uh different kind of events or, I do or voiceover work i do a lot of corporate mc work and i kind of because of what i did with zoom I've turned it on its head. So, you know, rather than have just your regular kind of awards show or whatever else, I host, I wear this phenomenal gold looking tux. I look incredible. Uh, but I'll do weird games and stuff with, with the people, give them a chance to win prizes while doing all the proper housekeeping stuff as well. So corporate work, if you want me for anything like that, I also do in-office stuff where I'll come in, I do my comedy game show in your office uh, and I do music stuff as well where I, I literally have your entire office singing. Steve Cummins comedian at gmail.com. Contact me on that. And honestly, I will do pretty much anything for money. <laughs> that's uh, a great, a that's a great tagline. Get killed, you call Steve. If yeah, you want well, <laughs> I'll set fire to that cat for you in the morning. No problem. <laughs> Steve, uh, it, was a, it was a genuine pleasure. Thank you Thanks so much for, for coming on to the, onto the podcast. Um, and if anyone uh, wants to get in Steve, uh, Steve Cummins uh, at gmail.com. Is that right? Steve, Steve Cummins at gmail.com. Steve Cummins comedian at gmail.com. Um, and if you were listening to this and you want to uh, see the ads, uh, see see that very layered ad in particular at the very end, uh, then go on to workwithfo.e forward slash podcast where you can watch the full episode there. But uh, again, thank you very much, Steve, for joining us and thank you for listening. And until next week, Slow and Go Fall. Mm-hmm.